This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to episode two of Game Bet and Match, the tennis sport podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Joining me to discuss the men's and women's semi-finals in the Australian Open is former world number four and Australian Open former quarterfinalist, Mr. James Blake. James, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Well, James, I mean, it's been a, been a, been a week. It's been a crazy week of tennis action. What have you made of the, the tournament so far at, uh, at me in Melbourne? Yeah. I mean, it's again to be expected, the unexpected in the, on the women's side. I think the one constant um, with the women right now is Ash Barty. Other than that, it's been any, any woman could win, any woman could lose early. So it's been, uh, been a little crazy on the women's side and on the men's side. I mean, to have Nadal still there now, I think it's 70 out of the last 71 Grand Slams that there's been either Rafa, Novak, or Roger in the semifinals. So this... Um, the, he was the only one, the only only one here at, at the Australian Open, and he had to had to perform still. And he's already in the semis and struggled a little in that last match with the heat. But uh, I think now that he's he's through, he's looking looking better than I think we ever could have expected after his foot foot issues last year. So uh, that's interesting. And Medvedev got pushed real. Uh, he got really got tested by Felix. Um, so that was a that was a fun match, rough for Felix, but I think he's he's knocking on the door. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible stats, and it's 70 of the last 71 majors that one of those big three have been involved in. We're, we're gradually seeing the change of the guard, aren't we? And we saw from Medvedev uh, early this morning his fighting qualities, which you would expect from a Djokovic. And uh, yeah. I think he looks like the man who's going to be taken over as the world number one. Before we go into the betting, I've got to have an apology. Before we go on apology, uh, it was 3.30 in the morning. I was watching, uh, I was watching the tennis. Uh, the wife was snoring next to me. She didn't want me to wake her up. It was pitch black, and I called you Jane on the on the on the Twitter. I apologise for calling you Jane. Oh, I just I just had to try to get you back somehow because you you were pointing out a very correct stat that you were right uh, about a, about another bet, and that I think I was wrong. So I had to I had to try to find something to get you back with, and you had a typo, and I had to I had to I had to take what I could get. You know, <laughs> it's age shame to come sober. You need the old glasses on at three thirty in the morning. Well, I don't know if uh, obviously, last time we were on, we, we, we spoke about we gave Towson in that bet, which yeah. was a 450 winner, which was great. But obviously, you also highlighted Nadal at plus 550, and we'll go on to the men's singles and look how that looks. Uh, yeah. It's in very good position. Let's start with the women. Ladies first. Uh, you say Ash Barty, she is the girl to beat. She's world number one. She's on yeah. a decent start to 2022, uh, 9 0. She's the overwhelming favourite bet rivers at minus 175. Uh, Igor Schweitek, uh, I can't pronounce the name, but I think it's Schweitek. Madison Keyes leading the American charge at plus uh, 630. And Danielle Collins at plus 650. You did mention it about Ash Barty being consistent, but the one person I feel who could beat Ash Barty is herself. Uh, She's got the home expectations. You played in front of a New York crowd. It can lift you, 
but it also can be a, a bit of a, an uphill struggle to come if, uh, if things aren't going so well. It definitely can be tricky. So I would say with this match against Madison Keys, I think you're right. She could beat herself, but Madison Keys is also one of the only people that has the power um, to possibly blast through just about any opponent. So I would say in this one, I would maybe wait. This one to me would be a pass with the, with the matchup with Madison Keys. And if she gets through Madison, no matter which one she plays in the finals, I like Ash. Once she, if she gets to the finals and gets through Madison, I really like her. Um, almost not, not whatever the odds are, but almost whatever the odds are, I think she's going to win the finals if she beats Madison. Um, so I would possibly look to pass on this one. And in the other side, uh, the Sviantek and Danielle Collins matchup, um, instead of the results, I really like the over. Um, I think it's going to be a close match. Um, both of them have been pushed, and I think they're both playing really well. Danielle Collins has a somewhat similar game to Kanepi. She's just a lot of power, baseline, um, but a little better, a little better movement. And when it comes to Sviantek, she's been pushed, but she's got a lot of variety. So I actually think, I mean, if I had to pick one, I think Sviantek's going to win. But I just don't know if it's worth it with laying the, laying the odds. And I, I think the over, because I think it's going to be a close match. Yeah, let's have a look at the odds. I mean, Ash Barty's minus 455, Madison Keys is plus 350. The over games in that one is pitched at 20 and a half, if over at minus 107, under minus 113. They met three times before, all on clay, 2-1 the head-to-head. I've actually bet over the games on that game in England. Yep. The line in England is 19 and a half. I think 20 is such a big number in tennis yep. to have on your side. So I've gone over that one. On the Shrontek collins game, uh, Shrontek is minus 150. Collins is plus 125. And the over total games is pitched at 21 and a half, with over minus 113 and under 107. I actually have bet Shrontek to win the tournament at 12 to 1, but I've had a hedge on Collins at plus 125. I haven't been that impressed with her in the last couple of matches. I think she's grounded out results and used it, but if she makes the amount of one forced errors against uh, a proven competitor like Collins, uh, I think she's going to have a work cut out. I really do. I do as well. I think I think it could be a tough one, and but I also think she's um, she's a little more confident than she was just just this last year, um, and I think she's finding ways to win those matches. And like you said, it's not as impressive. She's winning matches kind of ugly, especially that Kanepi match was kind of you know a little scratchy at times. But I think she's finding ways to to compete. Uh, she's doing a better job with that. That's why I think it's going to be a close match. Collins is a great competitor as well. She's not going to go away. And I think with Sviantek, with some of the the little ups and downs. It might be a little, a little scratchy there. She might win a set easy. She might lose a set easy. But then I think it's gonna, it's gonna go back and forth. Why? Which is why I like the over. So James likes the over in the Spontek uh, Collins game at um, minus one thirteen. I'm gonna go over twenty and a half in the Barty Madison Keys game. I think the Keys, yeah. uh, the way she's playing, she's ten and one this year. So probably a nice little parlay to go over the games in both of the matches in the women's draw to give you some interest. And both of those games are tonight, uh, tomorrow in uh, in the American time. Obviously, it's early hours over here in England. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm working on Australian time in midnight. It's night. very difficult. I, I've got absolutely no idea what day it is, what time it is. Or absolutely yeah. no yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, and, and I don't know how you, you've done it as a player, how you can acclimatise all these different time zones. This I tool think- sets me back six months. 
I think it's just when you're when you're young and you don't know any better and you're just you wake up and you know you play tennis and that's it you, you just you wake up in a new hotel room and you just know you find where breakfast is and you find where the courts are and that's about it so we're getting our own with those two games let's move on just before we go if you don't want to look at those markets and nothing really catches your attention there is a 35 different markets available on both of those women's semifinals in action tomorrow moving on to the men's let's have a look at the tournament winner here Medvedev Daniel Medvedev is minus 112 with Bet Rivers. The favourites come through an epic fifth uh, five set of us. So is Nadal, he's plus 240. So is Berrettini, he's plus 650. And the only man who's breezed through into the, into the semi-finals is Stefanos Tsitsipas, who's been very impressive despite an injury scare. He's plus 550. Before we go on to the games, James, what do you make of that men's draw? It's a fascinating draw. You've got a big server, you've got a great talent, Tsitsipas, you've got the experience and you've got the grinder in Medvedev. Uh, really, really interesting. Any one of them, you can make a case for any one of them to win it. You really can. Um, I think, I mean, you look at Berrettini, he's a guy that has only lost to Djokovic in his last few slams. Uh, I mean, he lost to Djokovic in at the French Open, he lost to Djokovic at Wimbledon, and then at the US Open as well. So he's had an unbelievable run. He's played He's played exceptionally well, and now Djokovic isn't there. So who's, who else can stop him? Um, I, I actually do believe, as I said earlier in the tournament, that Nadal, uh, I, I bet him, I, I would have bet him to go through to the to the finals um, and possibly win it. And I just love his experience. I think getting through the Manorino match with that first set being an epic, I think we always thought he was going to get through that. But even to win that first set to make it a little easier for him. And then the tough match with Shapovalov, um, he looked like he was struggling with the heat, which is which is uncharacteristic of him. But I think it had a lot to do with the fact that it hadn't been as hot. And then when you get one day that is hot, um, when it hasn't, you haven't been really prepared for that. It, it is tough for your body to adjust. So I think that's what he was dealing with there. And now that he's through that, I feel like he's he's someone that says something after a match, and and you actually believe him. He, he's not just say it's not just lip service. He's saying he really feels special to be there. It's it's a it's a moment in, uh, that he'll remember, and he's he's got a lot of gratitude. So I think he's he's playing with sort of house money because he wasn't sure he'd be playing at this point with his foot injury. So I like him to get through Berrettini, but Berrettini is uh, is someone that he impressed me a lot in that Alcaraz match. Um, so I, I think Berrettini, at some point, he will get a slam. I don't think it's going to be this one, but I think maybe this year, maybe next year. But he's he's got so much uh, so much upside. Uh, he's only saying he might win a, uh, a slam. They asked exactly the same question to Tim Henman on uh, British TV this morning, and he said no, he would, he'd never win a Grand Slam. So he thinks Berrettini will never win a Grand Slam. Berrettini will never win a Slam. He said that. Let's go through. So you're going head to head with Tim Henman. I don't know what, your <laughs> what was your record like against Tim and Henman. Oh, and one. I was frustrated. I lost that one time I played him. I wish I had gotten a gotten a couple more chances. I loved practicing with Tim. He's a great guy and a, and a lot of fun. And, I just wish I had that over him because he does like to talk a little bit, of, talks a little bit of trash. He's very polite, but behind the scenes, he'll talk a little trash. So I would have loved to have gotten a win. So I don't have to hear about it. All us Brits have this bravado being very polite, but we're quite sinister behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. Look at the, yeah. the matches. You say Nadal. I mean, the big thing for Nadal betters is that this draws, the fact that he's got an extra day's rest is mm -hmm. massive after the five sets. I mean, this is the first time that usually he should be playing this evening, shouldn't he? He's got an extra yeah. rest now. Uh, but Adele is minus 180 to win that game. Berrettini is plus 148. I think the key to this game is for Nadal to get it done quick. He's mm -hmm. got to get it, the longer it goes. I mean, we saw in that uh, Shapovalov game, Nadal started off as a very, very heavy favourite. When they were going into the fifth set, Shapovalov was minus 120 to win the match. Obviously, Nadal had the trainer one. But I think this game might take on that kind of uh, sequence of events. Nadal's got to win early. 
the handicap, if you're looking at the handicap, uh, you can bet Meritina with a three and a half game start at minus 118. Nadal is minus 104. And the over-under total games is 38 and a half with under the margin favour at minus 105. You think Nadal's going to win, but any of those other markets sort of screaming out to you to be better? Well, I think... I would possibly take the under because like you said, for, for Nadal, he may know that he needs to take care of business quickly. He doesn't want to go into another long, grueling five-setter. Um, I do think it's 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 not an easy thing to do, but I, I do think I have a lot of confidence in Rafa, um, especially as he gets later and later in the slams. Um, the other side, if you, if you take the under, the other option is if he is struggling. I know having an extra day's rest is huge, but he is 35 years old, and if he struggles, it's hot or – um, he just has issues with coming back after that five setter, then there's a chance it goes the other way and goes quickly. So I, I, I would say that possibly the under, because um, I do think you're right that for Rafa, he may, he may look at this match as saying, hey, I need to take care of business quickly. And when he gets ahead and can start pressing and can start really taking over points early with his forehand, he can, he can possibly take over. And it could be really, really difficult for his opponent uh, to fight back, especially with down a set, down a set and a break it can seem very daunting of a task. Shapovalov came back, but I think that was with a lot of help from the the health of, of Rafa. If, if Rafa hadn't started faltering a little bit, that might, that one could have gone quickly as well, I think. Yeah, I think if Berrettini had won his straight sets against Gael Monfils, I think we may have had a, an upset on our cards. But I think the fact that he's gone five sets as well yeah. sort of takes away the, the advantage for me. They met once before, uh, no surprise, which in the 2019 US Open, Rafa Nadal won each straight sets. I don't think he's going to win straight sets. I'm going to go three sets to one for Rafa. Uh, okay. Bring in the under 38 and a half as well, whichever way you want to play it. Let's move on to the next game. This fascinates me, this game. Uh, Daniel Medvedev, uh, minus 230. Stefanos Tsitsipas at plus 190. Um, if I could pay to watch any men's tennis player at this current time, Tsitsipas is the man I would love to play. I love to watch. I mean, he, he reminds me of Fernando Gonzalez, the way that Fernando Gonzalez used to play back in the day, if anyone was new. I used to love watching Fernando because I always get to a quarterfinal of yeah. R16, but what a great player to watch. And uh, and he and he's very similar as well. And um, about t- tennis house of Inca as well with the, the way that he used to play. Uh, Sebastian yeah. is plus one ninety, but he does trail the head to head six two against mm-hmm. Medvedev. Uh, but Medvedev has played a, an epic five setter as we've just touched on, and Sebastian has produced an unbelievable performance against Yannick Sinner. Maybe Sinner didn't turn up, or maybe Sebastian was just too good. It could be taken for either way you want to want to say that. But it's a tough game. But one, if Sitsipas gets off to a good start and with the crowd behind him, I, I think he's going to really give Medvedev some problems here. I, I agree. I think it could be tricky. Um, they These two aren't exactly best friends. They're not sending each other Christmas cards. So I think if Sitsipas does get off to a good start and it can really frustrate Medvedev, we've actually seen Medvedev showing a little bit more emotion um, even in the Felix match and then in the Cressy match. He was pretty frustrated, a little grumpy. Um, so I'm wondering if he's starting to feel pressure being a Grand Slam champion um, trying to go back to back with winning two uh, two Grand Slams uh, in a row, and I think he's been aware. I saw in his press conference, someone just alerted him to that's never actually been done in the Open era. That someone, after winning their first major, winning the next major as well. Um, so I, I think he's now maybe realizing that he's got the chance to do something pretty historic. So I, I do think this could uh, it could get to him. I was worried about Tsitsipas coming into the event with that elbow injury. He's shown no signs of it this whole tournament. So um, that's, a, that's a huge benefit for him. And I, I think the odds um, against him all tournament have been uh, – indi- that injury has been indicated in them. And I think now 
it, maybe it's time to realize that he's healthy and he's playing some of the best tennis uh, in the world. So I think for that one, that it's a, it's a pretty big favorite from Medvedev. He is, he, he has played well enough to win. He played great against Cressy, even though he was a little frustrated, but um, I, I think Sitsipas might have some value because there's been so much talk of the injury before this. And he's proven to me that that's not a concern anymore. I, I mean, I, I like the angle of getting with Sitsipas with a three and a half game start on the handicap because if he does win sets, he's more likely to win sets by wider margin, whereas Medvedev will probably win a set by a 7-5 or a 7-6. If he got to a tiebreak, I'd probably fancy Medvedev. So, you know, if you get him six to pass, he could quite easily get capable of uh, winning a set 6-2, whereas Medvedev yeah. like, would grind out a little bit more. So I, I'm agreeing with this one. The total games is pitched a lot higher, 41 and a half. So really, you've got to cash. You're getting into a fifth set, you actually, you know, you, you could lose on a full set, which is um, not, 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 not great. So um, probably leave that one alone. The games. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would. I don't think I would touch that one because it, it is tough to. It's tough to say. It's tough to really lock in that it's going to be a five setter because, um, yeah, it could it could get away from either one of them. So I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I would pass on the total on that one. They're clever. They're clever. These Bet Rivers boys. They know. They know which way to go. They know how to uh, to stump us. Um, last yeah. time these two met was last year in the semi final, and Medvedev won six four, six two, seven five. Uh, we both agree that we don't think it's going to be a similar performance to that. So, James, I'm going to ask you now. I think we'll probably talk again before the final, hopefully. Uh, but if we if we looking at the finest, the women's final, who's it going to be between? I think it'll be Barty and Siontek. Um, and at that point, I would definitely, I would favor Barty. I would favor Barty over either either Collins or Sviantec, uh pretty heavily. And if it's Madison Keys that, that gets through Barty, um, I think it would be, it's it's going to be the the emotional and sentimental favorite to have Madison Keys get through. And I think that's another situation, just like you said with Ash, could beat herself. Madison in the finals, if she were to get through, that's where she could, all the emotions and all the, all the thoughts could, could, possibly paralyze her as it somewhat did the one time she made the finals in the u.s open so um i'd love to see her um emotionally sentimentally i'd love to see her win it but that one would be a little more dangerous to me okay and on the men's final who are we going to watch in on the men's final i think it's going to be rafa and then man it's a to me it's still a toss-up city and uh, and medvedev I, I may go uh you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna take the underdog and go with city pass i think it's one of them ones that you, you your heart is saying six of us, but your head is saying you're Medvedev. But when you look at the odds, you don't think there's a discrepancy as minus 230 and plus exactly. 190. So the value is definitely on six of us. But if someone uh, asks you, you know, who's going to get to the final and it was a really big batter, you'd say Medvedev. But uh, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the odds, six of us at plus 190 or plus three and a half is definitely a bit of value for us. So just to recap, myself and James are going to go for over the games in the two women's uh, semifinals. Barty, Madison, Keys over 20 and a half games for me. And Sviontek Collins over 21 and a half games for James. Very team in the Dow. We both think the experience of the Dow will come through. And remember that Sitsipas, we think it's going to be close. Sitsipas is the value, but we think the better way to get with the Greek star is to bet him on the handicap plus three and a half games. James, it's been an absolute privilege and an honor to speak to you again. And I promise, I promise I will not be messaging Jane uh, <laughs> at, at two, oh, three oh, three. I will not let Mrs. Seeley look at my phone saying, who is this Jane? Messaging <laughs> at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Great to speak to you and hopefully we speak again before the tournament ends. Absolutely. Great to talk to you too, Nigel. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>